0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts, and this is Series Three, Episode One Hundred and Fifty Seven of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue our study of the Come Follow Me materials for this week, covering Doctrine and Covenants sections sixty to sixty-two in May the thirty-first to June the sixth. Uh, and today we're going to look at the background and the context behind Doctrine and Covenants section sixty-one. And this is particularly interesting to me um, about, uh, well, around about what happens here. Uh, So I'm going to take from the Saints book uh, some of the background for this, but also with some of the analysis of the Joseph Smith papers as well, as I think both of them um, highlight some different key areas that I want to address and some things that we learn about this, not just about um, the way in which um, contention can cause problems in the work that we're trying to accomplish, but also the need to listen to the prophets, the need uh, to listen to the words of the Lord and how well we do with with living those uh, commandments that we're given. So in the Saints book, <coughs> it talks about how the individuals, um, Ezra, Booth, the other elders, along with Joseph, Oliver and Sidney Rigdon, uh, were making their way back uh, to um, Ohio And it mentions how Ezra Booth didn't have a change of heart about the location of Zion like like Edward Partridge had. had. It then continues in the Saints' book like this, The men launched canoes onto the wide Missouri River, just north of Independence, and paddled downstream. At the end of the first day of travel, they were in good spirits and enjoyed a dinner of wild turkey along the riverbank. On the following day, however, the August weather was hot and the river was wild and difficult to navigate then quickly grew tired and soon began criticising each other, close quote. Now, at this point, uh, I don't, I want to pause because I want to paint you the picture of what's happened here. Now, if you were to travel with your friends for a couple of days, you'd probably enjoy that. If you were to travel with them for a week, you know, I'm sure there'd be a couple of disagreements here or there. These individuals, they had travelled generally together or or thereabouts since the middle of june to the middle of july to ohio uh, to um missouri sorry from ohio and then they spent a couple of weeks in missouri independence like fa- searching for revelation from the lord identifying the places where the temple would be built and, and identifying where the land of zion would be and now they are traveling back as well and so they spent quite a lot of time together. And so the fact that there is this disagreement and there's arguments is probably not a surprise. But of course, the difference here is, is that these people are being led on a, on a on a journey by the Lord. They need to have the spirit with them to be able to be directed, to be guided and prompted as to do what is right. And I think that is the difficult thing here. It continues by saying, quote, as the Lord liveth, Oliver finally shouted at the men. If you do not behave better, some accident will befall you. Close quote, close quote. Now, I want to uh, jump from the Saints' uh, record to the um, Joseph Smith Papers description here because it describes to us kind of the the situation that took place then, with a bit more um, <clears throat> explanation as to what was the actual issue as they were travelling down this river. Um, In the Joseph Smith papers analysis, it says, quote, soon after a sawyer, a submerged tree anchored to the bottom of the river, nearly capsized the canoe carrying Joseph Smith and Sidney Rigdon. Unnerved by this encounter, Joseph Smith instructed the group to exit the water and camp for the night. According to a later Joseph Smith history, William W. Phelps then experienced an open vision by daylight of the destroyer in his most horrible power riding upon the face of the waters. The contention in the group was resolved later that night, and Joseph Smith dictated the revelation the next morning, close quote. Now, this is, um, that's kind of the background of what actually happened. This idea of the river that they were going down, uh, down the Missouri River, river, is an important um, part of this uh, history as well. Uh, And the Joseph Smith papers goes into a bit of detail about the Missouri River at this time. Uh, and the danger it posed to people that that, that would travel down it. Um, it says, quote, at, at the time, the Missouri River was considered nav- navigable only approximately three months after the year. An 1837 Missouri gazette, uh, or gazette, Gazeta, 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 referred to the mad water of the river and noted the freights and insurance of pilot wages were higher for Missouri River navigation than for other waterways because of the dangers of the ever-varying channel of the river. Other publications noted the frequent occurrence of Sawyers, which were the most formidable dangers to navigation of the river, and caused 70% of all steamboat wrecks. These snags were the terror of the pilots, according to an early history of Missouri River navigation, and were perhaps one reason for Joseph Whitman's designation of the river in the Revelations heading as the River Destruction. Close quote. So basically, after some discussion and the the just the clear danger that was posed by traveling down this river. Uh, Joseph Smith, uh, Sidney and Oliver Cowdery didn't uh, go by river from that point. Uh, they took a stagecoach. The other, the other elders found a way to get to Ohio as well. Uh, and th- that was kind of the, the situation. But what I find interesting here is a couple of things. First of all, this gives us a real grounding in the historical context of this um, this Doctrine and Covenants revelation that um, you know, there was a lot of dangers here on this river that perhaps they were not as understanding about. And how many times in our lives do we come across things that are perhaps more dangerous than we realize? Um, How many Sawyers do we have on our journey that we don't quite recognize are so dangerous and yet capsize so many people along the way. And another thing, as I mentioned before, is about this idea of um, contention and how, you know, it was interesting that the day that they traveled down the first day, you know, whilst they weren't having these contentions, things were brilliant, went really swimmingly. And then the next day, they have these contentions. And as Oliver Cowdery said to them, they, if they don't repent, then they are going to have a problem. And they did. Uh, and I think that that is an interesting uh, background to what we have here in Doctrine and Covenants section 61. Now, um, I do want to talk briefly about this idea of the river. Uh, and and the waters and the fact that William W. Felt saw what he felt envisioned was the destroyer. And actually, um, it's also documented that some of the elders didn't see the destroyer, but they also heard the noise of him on the waters as well. One thing that has um, kind of happened over the years is that some people then use this kind of experience and the verse in Doctrine and Covenants section 61, verse four that says, nevertheless, I suffered it that you might bear record. Behold, there are many dangers upon the waters and more especially hereafter. And they use this to say, this is why missionaries can't go swimming. Now, and and it's interesting this because in my listening to the podcast that I listened to at the start of the week, just to kind of get a bit more research for myself and find other places and things to study. um, There was a, A number of podcasts where the people on there stated their view that they don't think that this is the case. And actually there was a a couple which said that this to them was the reason why missionaries couldn't go swimming. So it's still something which is held with some people as a belief these days, um, that this is why, you know, missionaries can't go swimming because of doctrine coming in section 61. And I've heard of that as I've kind of grown up in the gospel as well in, in a couple of different places. Um, Frankly, though, I don't think this is the case. I think this is a situation where we look at the scriptures and we take something out of context and apply it to a policy that we've got that we've had for a number of years and apply it to that. Uh, Because if you look at the and I say this, because if you look at the next verse, it says, For I, the Lord, have decreed in mine anger many destructions upon the waters, yea, and especially upon these waters. So first of all, it indicates that the Lord is in control of the waters, not Satan for a start, uh, and also he's talking specifically about this particular river, which makes sense because, as, as I'm not sh- as I'm sure Joseph Smith didn't understand at this time when he was dictating this revelation, because he is not a, a river boatman, he doesn't travel often by the rivers and doesn't know this area himself, he's only just journeyed to it a, a couple of weeks ago, um, but the Lord is stating that this river is particularly dangerous and there's a lot of destruction on it, and as we see in the contest that was just shared, which is why I shared it, this was the case. Uh, And so for me, it is another example of the revelatory process that Joseph Smith is going through, that he has received this from somewhere outside of himself, uh, this understanding of these particular waters. And if I could point out, if um, water was indeed controlled by um, the destroyer. Um, then why would we travel on boats? Uh, and why are we normally allowed to swim? I I suspect that the whole missionaries not being allowed to swim has nothing to do with Doctrine and Covenant sixty one, but rather uh, it is more to do with um, these these young uh, elders and sisters being more modest, perhaps, um, and being safeguarded realistically uh, from uh, other things as well. Um, and actually. Uh, if if you're still not you're not sure about that, um, the accompanying manual discusses this as well, and says are all waters cursed by the Lord? And actually, um, it says this warning should not be interpreted to mean that we should avoid traveling by water. The Lord has all power, including power over the waters. And it mentions how the Missouri River was known at that time for being dangerous. And so just thought I'd give you that bit of background and context there. Thanks for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed this study. Uh, Please continue to follow the social media platform, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session. we come follow me. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And until we meet again.